The brothers have come to Egypt to buy food. How many of them? Ten. How many were there? Eleven. Twelve. What happened to the other two? One they're talking to. Yeah, and don't know it. That's Joseph. And the other? At home with his father. Home with his father. Who's that one? Why hasn't he come down? Father's too protective. Yeah, he doesn't want to lose him too. The only son he's got left, you know. <laughs> He'll say that later. Um, so, of course, they're not expecting to see Joseph. Joseph is probably looking out for them, watching for them. And so, when they come, he figures out who they are, and he immediately says what to them? You're spies. You're spies. You have come to spy out the land. Not probably the best method of doing that, rather conspicuous to come in ten to spy out the land, but be that as it may, that's what he accuses them of, and he starts interrogating them and asking them questions, and we see a little later he specifically asks them about their family, their father, their brothers, etc., and so they tell him everything. And so he says that, you know, they won't see him again unless they bring their brother down next time, and then he puts them in prison for three days. And that's where we left them. Any comments or questions before we start into 18? All right, uh, let's see what we can do with this. Uh, 18 to 25. Now Joseph said to them on the third day, do this and live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be confined in your prison. <clears throat> But as for the rest of you, go, carry grain for the famine of your households, and bring your youngest brother to me, so that your words may be verified, and you will not die. And they did so. Then they said to one another, Truly we are guilty concerning our brother, because we saw the distress of his soul when he pleaded with us. Yet we would not listen. Therefore this distress has come upon us. Reuben answered them, saying, Did I not tell you, do not sin against the boy? And you would not listen? Now comes the reckoning for his blood. They did not know, however, that Joseph understood, for there was an interpreter between them. He turned away from them and wept, but when he returned to them and spoke to them, he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain and to restore every man's money in his sack, and to give them provisions for the journey, and thus it was done for them. Okay, so he, Joseph, on the third day brings them out, and he says, if you're honest men... What I want to happen is I'm going I'm to keep one of you as a hostage and the rest of you are going to go back and you bring your little brother you say you have if you're not really spies that you have and you come back and then I'll release the brother that I keep. Now they have no idea you know, what he's got in his mind but what are they thinking? I think this is amazing how their, their guilt uh, they have not forgotten what they did. And they remember this, and they're like, we are getting what's coming to us. It's all because of selling our brother. How long has it been? I was just thinking, it's been like, what, 13 years or something? Plus seven, at yeah, least. 20 years. So at least 20 years. And still, when something bad happens... It's all because of what we did to Joseph. Isn't that interesting? A guilty conscience will just eat you alive. And it never ends. It's horrible. 
And we find out a bit of information. And Joseph finds out a bit of information about his brothers. What does he find out? Well, Joseph would have found out that Reuben wasn't in favor. Yeah, Reuben tried to stop him from doing anything to him, and then they'd sold him when he wasn't there. And so Reuben's kind of blaming them. You know, it really wasn't my fault. You know, he he tried to, to <laughs> spare him. So he's, I mean, he's even more upset in some ways because it's like, you know, you guys did this. And uh, it's also interesting for us to find out in 21 that Joseph had pleaded for mercy and they wouldn't listen to him. And we, we can kind of imagine that uh, back in chapter 37, but we didn't really know that. And uh, of course, Joseph is there listening. But what are they imagining about Joseph listening? He can't understand them. Yeah, it's the way we were in Brazil. Man, we could talk about how fat the woman was beside us or anything like that on the bus. We're pretty sure, you know, that she wouldn't understand. You know, we'd, we'd go to a mall or whatever. We'd talk pretty openly about anything we wanted to. Because people just didn't speak English. So it would be really, it would have been really bad if somewhere along the line we just said something. Maybe, you know, be better off kept private and somebody said, you know, I know what you said. You know? <laughs> but you just pretty much assumed there nobody understood you. Especially if you kind of talked in, you know, American for real and not, you know, facilitating it. And uh, so they had no idea he understood. He speaks Egyptian. And, uh, but he understands what they're saying, and it's emotional for him. I mean, they're talking about him and what happened. And so he, he you know, uh, turned away. But when he returned, which brother does he actually end up holding hostage? Simeon. wonder why Simeon. He's got ten choices. Maybe he was going to go with Reuben and then decide, I like Reuben. I'll keep Simeon. <laughs> why Simeon? Because maybe he found that, well, because he's been listening to their conversation and Reuben was going to come back. Right, so not Reuben, but that leaves him nine he's more. He's the oldest. Yeah. All right, yes. If he's keeping the oldest, well, then he wouldn't keep the oldest. That's what Ryan's saying. I'm just drawing that out. Uh, because Reuben had tried to save him, so get the second one. Get the next one down. That, that makes sense to me. It's also kind of curious. I don't know that he was thinking this, but he's keeping the secondborn of Leah awaiting the arrival of the second born of Rachel, but I don't know that he was thinking uh, that way. I suspect it's more just keeping the oldest one who hadn't tried to stand up for him. And uh, so you've got kind of this tug of war. You've got Joseph's determination to get Benjamin down to Egypt against Jacob's reluctance to let Benjamin out of his sight. You wonder who's going to win and will Simeon ever get out of prison? <laughs> you know, because that's going to depend on Jacob letting Benjamin go down there. Don't you know he's wandering that? I bet he was. <laughs> Whoa. And, uh, and, and Joseph does something else that's interesting. He, he, he gives them sacks of grain, but what does he put in the sacks? Money. The money they paid for the grain, he puts back in the sacks. And what does that tell you about Joseph? He cares for his family. He does care for his family. I think so very much. Maybe something else. Another test. Maybe. He's not just going to keep the money. He's going to give it back. Yes. He keeps them guessing. I, <laughs> I yeah. He does do that. You know, I suspect he wants to be generous with them. And he, but, but I've wondered about this. 
does he really know how much money they've got? I mean, what if they had brought all their money already? If he sends them back with no money, they might not have any money to come back on and buy more grain. This ensures they've got the money necessary to come back and bring their little brother. That's what I think. I don't know, but that's what I've thought, along with just not wanting to take their money. We talked a good bit last time at the end, and we'll talk about this again uh, before we quit, just so we get the whole story, even though we won't get this far. But, but I believe there is method to everything Joseph is doing. And I think, ultimately, he is going through a very elaborate means to set up a test to find out if these brothers have really changed. Because what he's ultimately doing is he is setting up a situation in which it would be incredibly easy for the brothers to ditch the new Joseph, ditch that favorite little rat of the father, you know, if they'd have wanted to. And it'd be really easy, total justification for it. And I think everything Joseph goes through with them is ultimately designed to find out if they've really repented. Because if they have, then Joseph wants to entrust himself to them and so forth. So I think there is great method. I don't think Joseph is just trying to make it miserable on them. I think he really wants to see in concrete terms, will they do to Benjamin what they did to him? So if Benjamin had come down on the first trip, maybe he just would have you know, gone to the second phase of the plan at the very first. Yeah, maybe so. Makes sense to me. I wonder what he would have done if they hadn't changed. I don't know. Like, because now he's in a position of authority, he can... I don't know. Good question. <laughs> and, and maybe if Benjamin had come down at the first, I don't know if he would have been necessarily known that Benjamin would have been favored. Though I suspect he knows his father well enough to have an idea that'd be the case. But this becomes very clear when Jacob doesn't send Benjamin. And the brothers tell him about how you know much Jacob loves Benjamin and all that sort of thing. Uh, even in this first interview. So, so he definitely knows... You know, Benjamin is the new favorite. Clint. I was also thinking uh, another reason why he would have, maybe more specific reason why he would have kept Simeon over over any of the others, uh, not only because he was the next oldest to Reuben and Reuben was was going to try and help him in the situation, but I was thinking, you know, that you know, with with age comes responsibility, and you know, he should have been the most accountable, you know. You know, I think my parents would hold me accountable for, you know, my little sibling or something Leading like that. them astray or yeah. whatever, yes. Yeah, so, you know. Good he, point. He, he should have been more responsible and should have known better. Excellent thought. I agree with that. And remember, though, there's very little difference in the ages of these boys other than Benjamin. You know, they're all born in a very short time. You know, if we think of 12 being spread out over, you know, 30 years or something, but they weren't. There were four mothers involved. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thinking, yeah. And they they had children pretty readily at times. <laughs> Mandrakes or no. <laughs> All right. Um, well, 26 to 38. So they loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed from there. And as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey fodder at the lodging place, he saw his money. And behold, it was in the mouth of his sack. Then he said to his brothers, My money has been returned, and behold, it is even in my sack. And their hearts sank, and they turned trembling to one another, saying, 
What is this that God has done to us? When they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spoke harshly with us and took us for spies of the country. But we said to him, We are honest men, we are not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father, one is no more, and the youngest is with our father today in the land of Canaan. And the man, the lord of the land, said to us, By this I shall know that you are honest men. <coughs> Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for the famine of your households, and go. But bring your youngest brother to me, that I may know that you are not spies, but honest men. I will give your brother to you, and you may trade in the land. Now it came about as they were emptying their sacks, that behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw, the, saw their bundles of money, they were dismayed. And their father Jacob said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and you would take Benjamin. All these things are against me. Then Reuben spoke to his father, saying, You may put my two sons to death, if I do not bring him back to you, put him in my care, and I will return him to you. But Jacob said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left. If harm should befall him on the journey you are taking, then you will bring my gray hair down in Sheol, down to Sheol in sorrow. All right, some very interesting things here. On the trip, you know, one of them opens one of the bag, his bag, a sack and finds that money. Now, what would you do if you opened a sack like that and found uh, your money? What would most people do? Yeah. My lucky day, look, got money. Man, you know, if you have a really, you know, sensitive conscience, you might think you need to turn it into somebody or something like that. But for most people, whoa, we hit the jackpot. That's not the way these brothers feel, is it? What are they thinking? Great, now we're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah! Man, every unexpected development they see as a sign of God's punishment. Mm -hmm. I think that again shows you they have guilty consciences. And everything that happens is just one more punishment. It's one more, you know, threat. Isn't that interesting? Guilt just destroys you. It'll make you paranoid. Well, when they when they come back, the first thing they say is, "We we brought the money, brought that money back." Absolutely, yeah. They're really tense about that. Well, I've, I've wondered why they're so afraid. It must be because they're they must be thinking that the fellow's going to think they got out of the country with the grain and didn't pay for it. Yeah, or, or, or stole the money back or yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so they get to their father and they tell him everything that happened. And, and how do they refer to Joseph? The man. The man. Sometimes the Lord of the land, but as you go on into chapter 43, it's often the man. He's the man. <laughs> kind of funny. Well, they don't have anything better to say about him. They don't know his name. You know, he's just the man, you know, the guy who's in charge. And, and he, you know, he accused us of being spies, and we explained to him, you know, who we were and about our family and, and all this. And, and it's kind of interesting how they say this. Uh, you know, 
In verse 33, the man said to us, by this I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me and take grain for the famine of your households and go. What do you think about the way they describe this? Do, do they, um, they maybe um, soften this a bit? You yeah, see what I'm thinking? Leave one of your brothers with me. Yeah, yeah. As <laughs> if maybe he's a guest. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they don't mention imprisoned. You know, uh, so uh, that's uh, that's interesting. You know that they would say it that way. Um, and so anyhow, they, they and, and you know we got to we got to bring back our youngest brother. Um, and then they start emptying their sacks, and lo and behold, it's not just that one brother. They all have their money in their sack, and they are so dismayed. And what's Jacob thinking? You're not going to get Benjamin, too. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, every time they've left the house, almost... They've come back with one less brother, but more money. <laughs> I don't know that he has put that two and two together, but that's really the truth. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe words truer than he know you knows you have bereaved me of my children. <laughs> but he thinks Joseph is dead, and he's pretty much given up Simeon for being dead. And you want to take Benjamin now? All these things are against me, because you know. We, may, we don't always know what's against us and what's for us. You know, he thinks it's all against him. The truth is, he's on the brink of finding out wonderful things. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it has to look worse before it, you know, looks better. And uh, what does Reuben say? You can kill my two sons if, if uh, I, I'll, I'll put him in my trust. Yeah, yeah, if I don't bring Benjamin back, you can kill my two sons. That strikes you as a little uh, not very helpful, you know. You can, kill, you can kill your grandkids if I don't bring Benjamin back. I don't know. Either way, you're going to have a loss of the family. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's the best you could think of to say at the moment. It would have really only added insult to injury. I don't think it would have helped. But uh, he, he's trying, you know. Some people say things that make that I think are going to make them look brave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll sacrifice his sons. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just like you know, on the spur of the moment, sometimes we do end up saying things that, when you stop and think about it, really weren't very helpful. Uh, but I, but what Jacob says is the real wow. Did you hear him in verse thirty-eight? My son shall not go down with you. Do you realize what that means? My son will not go down with you. It's almost like he's disowning them. They're not sons. Yeah. He, my son won't go. He just sent them. He'd be willing to send them again, but my son won't go. Well, he's also sentencing them all to starvation because... <laughs> Right. <laughs> they can't go get more food now. Yeah. Well, he says his brother, his brother is dead, and he alone is left. He's the only one I got left. Whoa! How would that feel if you're one of the ten brothers? Just chopped liver. Yeah. 
And not only that, what else are you seeing here? Think about him saying Benjamin can't go back. That means they can't bring Simeon back. Exactly. Oh. Simeon's dispensable. But we can't let anything happen to Benjamin. Guess. Well, it's kind of funny because like we always, <clears throat> we always think of like Benjamin as being like a little kid and like being really young. That's what we think about him. Like that's why you know his father would let him go with it because you know he's just a wee lad, you know. But it's like a grown man. Yeah. It's kind of funny to look at how he's still like super old, but yet his father's still so attached. Yeah, he's in his twenties probably, but it's not because of his age. What's it because of? He's Rachel's. Yeah. He is the youngest, but he's Rachel's. I mean, that's the thing. And Joseph's gone. Rachel died in childbirth. He's the only one that he's got left of his favorite wife. Polygamy is not a good thing, guys. <laughs> not that you'd be interested. <laughs> so, Simeon's sort of forgotten. And the whole idea of the trip is sort of scrapped for the moment. And because I'm not going to let my son go down. Comments and thoughts. I was just thinking, in some ways, I think Jacob's response was somewhat wise if he knew what Reuben's trust over Joseph had been. You know, it didn't really accomplish anything with Joseph, so why would he entrust his other only son to Reuben, who failed to guard the other one? Yeah, I mean, it, I can see that it would be risky to send him down there. Yeah. But then it was risky to send the other ones down there, and he didn't much care about that. He just, wow, he is super favoring Benjamin. Other thoughts? He didn't seem to have any idea that there would be any problem the first time they go down, though. But still, he didn't send Benjamin. He didn't send that, Benjamin. That is true, yeah. And he's willing to send these other guys back. That's okay. You can go back. Just not Benjamin. <laughs> I don't think he much cares what happens to them. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't care at all. But but on the scale, Benjamin is the, the one that matters. Yeah. He's obviously overprotective because traveling is not that great of a hazard. <laughs> People do it all the time. He sent Joseph even to check on his brothers, and it was days away, a three-day journey or something, or whatever it was where they were with the sheep. Yeah, it was. I don't know about this, but do you know when uh, parents tend to be most overprotective? Is after some tragedy strikes. You know, if like, oh, like if if maybe the firstborn dies as an infant of something. Watch out for the others. I mean, they're going to just, you know, wow, they're, every time they move a muscle, they're going to be right there. And you can understand that because you're just so worried the same thing will happen. So is it possible that because of what happened to Joseph, maybe that would make him even more protective of not letting Benjamin <clears throat> travel? I can certainly see how that works for us. Anything else in 42? What do, you, what do you make of Joseph's statement back in 18? You know, he says, for I fear God. Do this and live, for I fear God. What, what was that supposed to mean? And, and I wonder if that meant anything 
I mean, was he was he referring to Jehovah? I mean, I know that's this is not the Yahweh. I don't think they would think that. Okay. But I'm a, maybe I'm a God fearing man. I'm you know I'm a, I'm a good person. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I'll treat you right. You know, or whatever. I, I don't know. There may be something more than that. Obviously, he does fear God in the true sense. But I don't think he would have expected them to think he was saying that. Mm-hmm. Good. I was going to say, uh, isn't it later that you know, when they find that cup, didn't he say that, you know, I'm one to practice divination? Yes. Oh, yes. Like that. Yeah. So How'd you think you'd get by with this? Yeah. <laughs> I used that cup to practice divination because it didn't actually have the cup. So, <laughs> you know, it doesn't actually practice divination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. I mean, there's so many things that when you're in the moment, probably don't even strike you as strange. When you go back and actually analyze it, there are several things that, like, it sounds like something would happen right at the time that later you look back on and think, no, that wasn't right. (laughs) Well, chapter 43, um, verses uh, 1 to uh, 15. And the famine was sore in the land, and it came to pass, when they had eaten up the corn which they had brought out of Egypt, their father said to them, Go again, and buy us a little food. And Judah spoke to him, saying, The man did solemnly protest unto us, saying, You shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. So if you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. But if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, You shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. And Israel said, why do you deal so ill ill with me as to tell the man whether he had a brother? And he said, they said, the man asks us straightly of our state and of our kindred, saying, is your father yet alive? Do you have another brother? And we told him according to the tenor of these words, could we certainly know that he would say, bring your brother down? And Judah said to Israel, his father, send the lad with me and we will arise and go that we may live and not die, both we and you and also the other little ones also our little ones. I will be surety for him. Of my hand shall you require him. If I bring him not to you, set him before you, and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. And except we had, For except we had lingered, surely now we had returned the second time. And their father Israel said to them, If it must be so now, do this. Take, take of the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down carry down the man of present a little balm a little honey some spices and myrrh and nuts and almonds and take double money in your hand and the money that was brought back again in the mouth of your sacks uh, carry it again in your hand peradventure it was an oversight take also your brother and arise and go again to the man and God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may send away your other brother and Benjamin if I be bereaved of my children I am bereaved and the men took the present, and they took the double money in their hand and Benjamin, and rose up and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. Well, the famine's bad. And they've eaten the grain that they bought. So their father said, hey, go back and buy us a little food. <laughs> Makes it sound like they're just going down to the corner store or something. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Judah says, uh, well, we got a problem with that. You know, uh, it's interesting that Judah's the one who takes the lead because Judah ends up being more the leader in the family from here on out. And uh, <coughs> also interesting because remember the connections between Judah and Benjamin much later in Israelite history. Judah's kind of the one who 
you know, stands up for Benjamin here. So, Judah says, the man told us, we got to have him. And what's Jacob's reaction? Why'd you have to tell him that he had a brother? What did he expect him to do? He hadn't been above some dishonesty in his life, had he? So maybe that's what he had in mind. Of course, they had no idea where he was going with this. I mean, you know, uh, they wouldn't have known they needed to lie about it or whatever. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of, you know, Jacob's mindset right now. Why'd you even tell him we had one? And uh, he said, how could, then Judah said, how would he possibly have known he was going to say, bring your brother down? And uh, so Judah says, I will be responsible for him. And what does he offer? Himself. Uh, yeah. You, you, you take it out on me. You know, he, Reuben put the life of his own sons on the line. Judah puts his own life on the line, which makes more sense in my judgment. And he said, look, we hadn't, you know, we hadn't delayed. We'd have been back twice by now. They, I don't think Jacob has a choice. I mean, Benjamin dies too if they don't get any food. What do you do? You know, he's very reluctant. But they need the food. This is their only option. So I love 11 to 13. Then their father Israel said to them, if it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best products of the land in your bags, carry down to the man as a present, a little balm, a little honey, aromatic gum, myrrh, pistachio nuts and almonds, take double the money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that will return to the mouth of your sacks, perhaps a mistake. Take your brother also and arise, return to the man. <laughs> you know, it's like the last thing he says in the list. And your brother. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want them to take him. But, you know, what else do they do? Uh, they just, they've got to take him. And uh, he says, may God grant you compassion that it will release to you your other brother. Who does he mean? Samuel. Mm -hmm. Little does he know there's going to be another brother, too, <laughs> that he's going to get to see, Cass. I don't get it, because if they're out of the food, then why, if they're out of food, why would they give them fruit and nuts and spices and stuff? Well, this worked one time before when he came and met Esau. And that's he, true. Isn't, he pro, isn't this a propitiation? Yeah, I mm -hmm. think so. And I don't know if a little honey and some nuts... And a little myrrh and aromatic gum is going to be enough to feed the family for a long. And the wheat would be, or corn would be, the staff of life. Yeah, exactly. Bread, you gotta have bread. You can only live so long on a few nuts. <laughs> They've been living with them for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> so, they go down to Egypt and stand before Joseph. And we'll see what happens. Comments and questions? You see, like, for me, I think it'd be kind of funny because, you know, you would think that, uh, you know, Jacob would be thinking, how about we just get, you know, a different kid and just send him with you guys and say it's your brother, you know? It seems like that would pop into his mind. I don't know. I just felt that was weird. Ingenious. Yeah. Devious mind there. <laughs> Surprised Jacob didn't think of that. Yeah, really, I do. 
I'm surprised Jacob didn't go with him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd say. He's too old. <laughs> he later comes down. He travels that way with the whole family. That's true. If he wanted to really keep track on ben- Benjamin. Yeah. He would have gone. It seems like he'd gone with him. I wonder if Joseph wanted Jacob to come with him. That wouldn't have answered the question. Really. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. yeah, I think he wants Benjamin there, and he knows how he's going to deal with this. Well, J- Jacob feels so sorry for himself. He, uh, what is it that he says? Um, All these things are against me. Well, he says, "How how could you do me this way?" Yeah. Didn't he? I mean, yeah. In how verse could you six, me like this. Six, verse six. Yeah. 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 Why did you treat me so badly? <laughs> kind of self-focused here, isn't he? Yeah. You'd think it had to have been a little bit of time passed to use up the food. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be traveling down there once a week or anything. No. To get food. So... Do, do, do we have some idea of how long it took them to make this journey? I don't know about that. I know we're going to find out a little later there's going to be still five more years of famine. So all of this procedure takes two years from the time the famine started till the end of the second trip. Now, I don't know. I mean, I would assume they didn't go in the first few months of the famine. They probably had some food. So that gives us kind of an end date. And all that has to get in for two years. Traveling from Egypt all the way up into Canaan was quite a quite a journey. Where yeah. are they living in Canaan? I don't remember. Is it in Bethel? Maybe. I might be right. I'm not sure. I can't think of a place they went after that. I don't even know for sure if we know what we probably do. Um, Hebron was a place where they stayed some. Yeah. We probably do know. I haven't thought about it, so. So it's kind of funny the way, you know, Jacob talks about his son, and there's several things that go on like that. Even Judah now, uh, in verse 3, he says, well, if you don't send him, then, you know, we can't go down and buy you food. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's all this... Yeah. It seems to be a, a common thing in this family. Ours and yours and Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, these kids have ever thought about uh Jacob in this light. I hadn't. I hadn't thought of I mean I knew he was a deceiver and everything, but I, I hadn't really thought about I don't think I, that I would teach the young kids this side of all of this. I just wondered if they had considered it like this before, like we're talking. You're talking about with like Jacob's selfishness. Yes. Feeling sorry yes. for himself and all. Yes. Have you guys thought about that before? Not really. Had you, Jake? Yeah. I mean, Jacob. sorry, Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> had you thought about it that way, Cameron? How about you, Tasha? Um, I don't know. 
I know he when he Alex when he was younger he wasn't always honest. So. Right, right. I just I hadn't thought about him being so self-centered. Yeah. I yeah. guess I felt sorry for him. Yeah, I mean certainly there's an aspect of that, but man, it, I, it's really difficult for me how he has favored Benjamin like he has. You know, and I mean, he was the victim of favoritism in his family. And then he turns around yeah, and does the very true. same thing. That's true. It's just disappointing to see that to me. And I think it's really detrimental in families. Man, you see that in the book of Genesis. Man, favoritism is horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look. Going back to how long the journey would take from Bethel to Goshen, it took about 300 miles. Okay. That'd be a while. Yeah. In chapter 46, verse 5, it says that they rose from Beersheba. Oh. Then it's... But they had come to Beersheba in 46.1. That's not the where they started. 37.14, uh, when he sent Joseph to check on the brothers, he was in the valley of Hebron. So that may be the best, uh, the best mm -hmm. idea where he was. Cass, you had some? Uh, yeah, about how old was Jacob? Right now, probably really old. Mm, yes, he's 130 in chapter 46. Would just be a few weeks or months later. It's kind of funny seeing this, you know, 140-year-old man throwing a hissy fit over his son. He's like, I don't want him to go. You know, I don't know if he's quite he's he's like that, but yeah, he's he's, he's certainly very uh, opinionated about this. He sounds this. really like agitated, like almost like he's going no. Well, I think I think maybe deeper than that, but yeah. He seems to be very emotion driven right now. Yes. You know, like I don't know, doing things like impulsively. I don't know. He's driven by wanting to protect Benjamin. He doesn't want to lose his last son. Already lost the other. One. I think it's also. It just seems odd that the whole family is still together. <laughs> that you know, because. That Judah at one time had gone off, you know, we read about him doing other things and, you know, they're old, they've got families, they've got, but he calls all of them together and says. They are foreigners in the land of Canaan that might have tended to make them more compact, I don't know. But yeah, it's an interesting thought because they are. Well. Uh, let's see, 16, I don't know, let's just go ahead and do the rest of this, 16 to 34. I don't think I can read. Nobody can read. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his house steward, Bring them in into the house and stay and, and slay an animal and make ready for the men or to dine with me at noon. So the man did as Joseph said and brought the men to Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house and they said, it is because of the money that was returned in our sacks the first time that we're being brought in that, that he may seek occasion against us and fall upon us and take us at, for slaves with our donkeys. 
So they came near to Joseph's house, steward, and spoke to him at the entrance of the house and said, O oh my Lord, we indeed came down the first time to buy food, and it came about when we came to the lodging place that we opened our sacks, and behold, each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full. So we have brought it back in our hand. We've also brought down other money in our hand to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sacks. He said, Be at ease, do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. Then the men brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water, and they washed their feet, and he gave their donkeys fodder. So they prepared the present for Joseph's coming at noon. So they prepared the present for Joseph's coming at noon, for they had heard that they were to eat a meal there. When Joseph came home, they brought into the house to him the present which was in their hand and bowed to the ground before him. Then he asked them about their welfare and said, Is your old father well, of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? They said, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. They bowed down in homage. As he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, he said, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, May God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out, for he was deeply stirred over his brother. And he sought a place to weep. And he entered his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out. He controlled himself and said, Serve the meal. So they served him by himself and them by themselves. And the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves, by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat bread with the Hebrews, for that is loathsome to the Egyptians. Now they were seated before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked at one another in astonishment. He took portions to them from his own table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. So they feasted and drank freely with him. All right. So they get down there, and what does Joseph immediately have the house steward do? Yeah, bring them into the house so they can prepare a big feast for them. But they immediately think... He's going he's gonna to question us about the money. Exactly. Everything that happens, they are worried that it's an ominous sign, even hospitality. You know, I think, again, their overall guilty conscience is just driving nearly everything. Oh, it's because of the money. It's because of the sacks. And so they come to the house steward and they say, look, we brought the money back. We don't know how it got in there, but we brought the money back. And you can tell they're sort of frantic and desperate and, you know, uneasy about this. And what does the house steward say? Be afraid. I yeah. had your money. Yeah, don't worry about it. We had the money. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> and he mentioned your God, the God of your father. He did. That's who gave you that money. <laughs> and he brings Simeon out. And they get all ready. And, and, and Joseph has this big meal for them. Now he doesn't eat with them exactly, because after all, he's an Egyptian and he wouldn't eat with the Hebrews. But, uh, you know, he asks them about who this is, this is Benjamin, all this kind of stuff. 
you know, he plays the act well. And of course, he's able now to see his full blood brother Benjamin. And that's a really emotional thing for him. And then he has the meal served, but it's so weird. What weird things happen at this meal? Benjamin gets a lot more food. He gets five times more food than the other boys. We'll talk about that in a second. What else is weird? They're seated in birth order. They're seated in age order. Remember, there's almost no difference in the age of some of these brothers. How in the world do you get all 11 seated in age order? How did he know that? I think they had name, tent name, tent name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they did all that, but he somehow or other they ended up in the seating arrangement that Joseph had for them, oldest to youngest. Whoa. And again, they don't understand this. It's just really amazing. They just look at each other. What is going on? Why did he give Joe, uh, Benjamin so much more food than the others? Because he loved him more. Maybe. Maybe because he hadn't seen him in longer. Maybe. Maybe yeah, because so. he wasn't involved in. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> showing, I brother. think he's showing partiality. He is special. He is making him special. Yes, I think this is a part of the whole thing. If they're jealous, this is going to come out. Yeah, I mean, uh -huh. what better to make uh, men jealous with than food? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he gets five times. Well, I'll tell you what, that little rat gets everything. You know, not only is it dad, it's even the man favors him. You know, and, and, and if you're jealous. <clears throat> Things like this just burn you up. What is it about this kid? Everybody favors him. Now, I, I think he's trying to provoke that reaction. He's trying to see if they've got some of that in them. So I think this is all a part of the elaborate scheme he's setting up to really test these brothers and see if they've got a perfect opportunity. Are they willing to ditch their brother? He, he didn't make a big deal over there, uh gift either. And uh, there's a lot of bowing that's taking place here too. Yes! Isn't that true? <laughs> what does that remind you of? Sheaves yeah. in the field. Yeah! We, we, we read about those back in those dreams in chapter 37. That of course they were going to sell him so that they never come true. <laughs> uh, I think when the Lord says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Good points. Other thoughts? You know, you would think that they'd be a, a bit disturbed and scared, but in verse 34 it says they drank and were merry with them. Yeah, I mean, they, they have a banquet. They have a feast. I don't know that that means they're not a little puzzled, but things do look up. I mean, things are going great. Simeon's released. Everybody's happy. They're going to get their grain and go home. I mean, this is kind of probably a relief to them. And I mean, they got brought into the house, but nothing bad's happening. He's whining and dining. It seems like not no more talk of spies and all this. And so this probably is kind of a joyous occasion. But they still haven't repented and confessed it, so I don't think they feel free. No, no. They still got a guilty conscience. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do, do we know it by this time if they have confessed this to their father? Well, I'm assuming not. 
I mean, I, I, I think if they had, I can't imagine him right. trusting them with Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. But they think he's dead, too. I mean, that's kind of what they're assuming by now. Yeah. He would have brought it up to them, given everything else he's already <laughs> Whoa, would He would have held that over their heads. Oh, man. He'd have probably slaughtered them. Who knows? Yeah. And he'd probably send out a search party for him. So I'm assuming they have not. Well, chapter 44, uh, 1 to 13.